My name is Stacy, and this is the Creative Table Podcast, a place where everyone has a seat at the table because we are all creatively made. Happy Thanksgiving Eve! That's right, I am recording this episode the day before Thanksgiving 2020. I really hope that a good portion of you who are listening to this episode on the actual evening that it is released have finished all of your shopping and all of your preparation for whatever plans you might have tomorrow. Now, before I really jump into this episode, can I simply address my absence over the last few weeks? Podcasting is hard. Well, no, podcasting is easy. It's the scheduling and the keeping up with the planning when you started a wee bit behind the eight ball as it was. And here's the beauty about new things. Sometimes, actually all of the time, What works for somebody else is probably not gonna work for you. And that's absolutely okay. That's what happened to me. I started this podcast with a bang in September and great aspirations of releasing an episode each week. What I learned is that's simply not going to work for me. And as we roll into the holiday season, I know that I have to allow myself some grace and some breathing space. So. After a few weeks away from the microphone, I'm here to tell you, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Here's to learning and relearning new things, and not being afraid to fail. Moving forward over the coming month, I will release an episode every other week, or maybe every week if the the notion strikes me. Through the end of the year, you will simply hear my voice and what has been laid on my heart from God about living the creative life around the table. I think that 2021 will be a great year around the creative table microphone, and I pray that the episodes that are released and the blog posts that are published will be a blessing to you. Now, let's get on with this episode. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw a post yesterday about the rocket scientists and I having to make a very hard decision concerning our plans for tomorrow. It left me in a heap of tears, both the angry and the heartbroken variety. Life in the time of pandemic really, well, okay, mom, you need to plug your ears. I'm going to use some language. It really sucks farts. I'm sorry for those of you that have delicate ears. In following how God was leading us to care for our family, our friends, our parents, and my groom, we made the very hard call not to gather with a larger-than-usual family grouping. What that means for my man and me is that, for the first time since our son died in 2017, we will spend a holiday by ourselves. Today has been three and a half years ago that he died, and it's the first holiday we will spend alone. Ugh. I fully recognize that many are facing the same scenario tomorrow and in the upcoming holidays. And to be honest, I recognize that many have it way worse. Many will be spending their first holiday without a spouse, without a child, without a parent, because this virus has literally robbed them of their last breath. Some will spend it without a family member who is deployed, a family member who is a first responder, or someone who is so sacrificially battling this virus as a healthcare worker in a hospital. Every year, people have to walk through hard and sharp edges at the holidays, but this year seems particularly brutal. I think so often we try to run away from pain. We bury it in forced smiles, 
and silly surface conversations. We blink back tears and swallow the lump in our throats for fear that if someone actually saw or knew how we were struggling, they might think less of us. Well, here's the deal. We are going to be surprised by grief and pain and heartache. Sometimes we will see it coming from miles off and other times it will smack us right upside the head. And here's something else, something that I pray for each one of us to remember. Even though we will be surprised by grief, maybe like air, we actually need it. We need it to remind us of the deep love that we have for those not here. We need it to remind us that empathy is not simply a pretty word, but it is a strength forged through experience and shared pain. There is so much in this world that we want to run from, and of course that's a natural human response. But maybe when we really lean into gratitude, even in the midst of pain and grief, speaking gratitude out loud and often, maybe then we can begin to see that there is room at the table for grief to sit next to joy, for pain to sit next to laughter, and for hope to sit next to anger. Gratitude is the fuel for our joy. William Arthur Ward said, God gave you a gift of 86,400 seconds today. Have you used one of them to say thank you? That's a pretty powerful statement, isn't it? As I've said before, November is the month that our culture deems the, the great month of thankful. Social media has been filled with daily posts this past month of gratitude and pretty staged pictures. And in a few days, December will hit and it will be nothing but wish lists and keeping up with the latest farmhouse Christmas decor and of course, peppermint mochas. But what if we used every day to practice the discipline of gratitude? What if we became people who started and ended the day thankful for what we have instead of longing for what we don't? I mean, if we aren't grateful for the blessings of our day today, what makes us think we will be joyful with more tomorrow? What if we cultivated a life of living generous and filled with gratitude? What if? God turns our gratitude into goodness. He adds peace to our pain. He provides strength in our struggles. We don't need to see things differently to be grateful. Instead, we must be grateful to see things differently. And when we do, when we see it all and we give thanks for it all at all times, as Philippians 4, 7 says, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle down on you. What if we treated practicing gratitude in the same way we train for a marathon, in daily steps towards a greater goal? What if we stopped waiting to feel grateful and we simply were grateful anyway, believing that God is good. Gratitude is nothing more than the act of giving thanks before we might feel like it. When our pain screams, our gratitude must shout louder, not to deny it, but to drown it out with praise. Maybe we are fighting an addiction or we are experiencing chronic pain. We're going through chemo or we are overwhelmed with caring for an aging or sick parent or we're finding ourselves away from family and friends for their best interests thanks to COVID. Gratitude is hard, but it is possible. 
practicing gratitude is an intentional act of faith. It is saying yes to God's command and will for our lives. And like so many other steps of faith, it brings blessings as we plant our feet in front of us. However, scared or tentatively, remembering that two steps forward and one step back is still progress. My prayer for myself is to nurture a heart of thankfulness so that I'm able to quickly grab the gratefulness even when the pain is dripping from my eyes and threatening to run down and water down whatever is in my cup. So that I long to be grateful like I thirst for water. What if it were that we were consistently looking to the one who gives us everything that we could ever want or need? The one who filters every single step of our journeys through his fingers. Maybe we could all become a little more filled with attitudes of gratitude and a little less filled with attitudes of platitudes. Of course, all of these are words that are easier spoken or written than they are acted upon. And so we must allow the creative God to show us all of the sweet creative blessings we have so that we can, as the old hymn says, look full in his wonderful face and all the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. It is intention that we look at his face, that we focus on his eyes and not what is around us. Before I close out this episode, I would be blessed to read from my favorite book of liturgies, Every Moment Holy. If you've listened to any of my episodes, you know that I've read from this multiple times. Whatever your meal looks like tomorrow, be it a giant feast with many people or a small plate with just you, I pray that you will prepare that meal with a grateful heart that can grab a hold of the ache in one hand and the joy in the other and look to God to say, thank you for all that I have and all that I am. A liturgy for the preparation of a meal. As we perform the various tasks of washing, chopping, sifting, mixing, simmering, baking, and boiling, let those little acts coalesce into an embodied liturgy of service, an outworking of love offered for your purposes, that through us your tender care might be translated into the comforting and cheery language of nurturing food and drink offered for the benefit of others. Let us invest in this preparation of loving kindness towards those who will partake. Let us craft this meal with a care as would befit any endeavor touching eternity. Meet us in the making of this meal, O Lord, and make of it something more than mere nourishment for the body. Make it the center of a sheltered space where grace freely flows. Let the slow savoring of these foods give pause to those who will soon partake, prompting them to linger a little longer at table taking rest from the labors of the day, engaging in good conversation. Let the comforting qualities of the dishes we prepare become catalysts for rich fellowship, a warm consolation, and a fruitful increase of holy affections. May this meal serve to remind those who share its pleasures of the goodness and the hope that infuses all creation. Unto that end, let us labor creatively 
with imaginations engaged, knowing that we are cooks in the kitchen, yes, but we are also agents of a deep eternity whose prepared meals might feed more than the body, nourishing also the hearts and the hopes of those sometimes weary souls who are well served by our labors. Amen. I pray that all of those who are listening have a blessed Thanksgiving. No matter what your plans are and who you gather with, may you know that you know that you know that you are blessed beyond measure. And until next time, go out and find a creative way to make someone smile.